the most famous man on the planet is here. Okay, everybody. I wish uh, I wish I hadn't already gotten married because that's what I would walk down the aisle to. Man, that'd be Ooh. probably what a beautiful ceremony. <laughs> really heartfelt. I think Michael Jordan would be forced to sponsor it. Be beautiful. Crawdaddy's really into sponsors. Hey, he's, he's out, grab it. He's out here marketing for the podcast, apparently, but just saying, <laughs> uh, just everything sponsored. Free marketing. Sponsored by tables. It's free marketing. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're here. It's uh, Monday the 5th, um, and we're, uh, yeah, we are three games into the NBA Finals. It's been it's been wonderful. It's been a nice little ride. Yeah, we've got, uh, Dr. Man's got hell segments over there, thank God, because uh, I don't oh, know all the segments. <laughs> I just, I am, you know, ripe with anticipation for these finals to be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dylan's just over here riding the wave of the Lakers being up 2-1 in the finals and just... I'm enjoying came, it. Came in here real fast and loose. Yeah, and I'm, I'm enjoying okay it. I don't have much to talk about. I'm not trying to jinx myself. Um, you know, there's not... Uh, just coming in hot. Yeah, I don't want to get too too high on us yet and then be uh, old takes exposed. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want that. You know, but yeah, I'm also not going to sit here and slurp the heat because I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, so. we're, uh, we do keep receipts here. We've, we've uh, showed that on I'm previous aware. episodes. Yeah, I'm aware. So, uh, well, why don't we just jump into this Heat Lakers series? Yeah. You know, um, game one and game two were pretty convincing wins yeah. for the Los Angeles oh, basketball Lakers. Lakers. Pretty Touchdown boring. Lakers. <laughs> not for me, but I can imagine most people yeah. thinking they're boring. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers played well. They executed. I mean, they had what they needed to be able to get the W. The role players played super well. Um, Very. I, I have in my notes that I was going to pull stats for KCP and Rondo in game one and game two, and I didn't do that. Uh, oh, because, that's okay. But KCP has been playing fantastic. He sure has. Yep. Uh, Until last know. night. Yeah, yeah, last night he kind of shit the bed a little bit. No one really played well last night. But this is kind of interesting thing about them is everyone the whole season's been like, well, who's their third best player? Who's going to step up? And honestly, it's just it's kind of different. Every they've all stepped up enough the whole yeah. postseason. Um, but like KCP has been playing really well. He kind of had a bad game last night. Kuzma though had a really great game last night. Finally, first mm-hmm. one in the finals that he's had a good game. So it's a little bit of a revolving door <laughs> with the who's going to step up. Um, but the yeah, game one was a pretty dominant win. Like getting Dragic getting hurt, of course, and then Bam kind of getting hurt. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, man, these guys are just going to wear him down and be too big and too strong. And yeah, Bam trying to go against Dwight Howard's shoulders was a bad idea. Yeah, you know, that's never. There's not many people in the world who are going to win that battle. And then game two was close, but kind of a wire to wire win still. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, so yeah, uh, I think that it's it's been awesome to see KCP actually be a little bit consistent in these few games because you know since his work release days he's been <laughs> incredibly inconsistent. If you guys didn't know that uh, KCP at one point could only play Lakers home games because he was on work release from prison, real life prison. So that was a thing. Not but, house arrest. Yeah, but Prism. so he's been playing really consistent. Rondo has been playing really consistent. Playoff Rondo. Which uh, you hate to see it. You love <laughs> to see it. Um, so, uh. yeah, I I just I have weird feelings about Rondo. I just don't know why I don't like him. I, I think I just I feel those 08 Celtics on him. Yeah, it's like he's unclean. <laughs> And I just tainted, can't, yeah. I can't like him. I hate that you said tainted. Uh, <laughs> I just can't like him, unfortunately. And so uh, 
you really hate to see him succeed. But, you know, he may get another ring. And Well, the can, cool thing is if he gets one on the Lakers, it will piss off KG and Paul Pierce and all those other guys because he'll have one. One more. Those guys didn't didn't get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, we did see a really nice in game one. I don't know if you guys caught it, but he he had a real nice throwback to 08 where he did the little fake behind the back pass and went in for the right-hand yep. layup. So, oh, yeah. Um, that felt a little reminiscent of that 08 series. So, um, Caruso's so what, uh, played really well, too. Caruso. Alex. He's shooting 40% from three in the finals. Yeah, which is amazing because he's not a great, you know, not a great no. three-point shooter, especially on the on the catch-and-shoot three. Also, the last game he did, game three, he was not hitting very many. Yeah. yeah. There was between Danny Green. Danny Green's been the real problem. It's yeah. uh, how many more, Danny? Uh, how many how? more wide-open threes are you going to miss? Um, I think there's something up with him. I think it's, it seems like he's got a hip injury, he said, that they, he's working on. Um, he also alluded to earlier in the bubble mentally uh, that it was really tough and really, you know, it's been a challenge. So I don't know if there's something bigger going on with him. I don't want to, like, you know. Um, but, hey, if you show up the next two games – yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's he's paid a lot of money to play basketball. You yeah. got to show up. But um, I do think there's probably maybe something else going on because, I mean, he's a streaky shooter, always has been, but, you know, like he's been very bad and getting really, I'm, really good looks. I'm hoping for 2014 finals. I would just be out. opening night. He was seven for nine from three against wow. the Clippers on opening night. So I would just, that's that would be great. Yeah, yeah. but like I said, different guys have stepped up. And the story of last night was not, honestly not the role players. It was Anthony Davis for one played very poorly, and not even played poorly. He just let them take him out of the series. Yeah. The I, don't think, I don't think he had a basket until the second quarter. Yeah, I got trouble was bad, which oh, yeah. is going to get into Doctor Man's next segment. Yeah, I got a little idea of what happened in Game Three. Uh, one thing happened in Game Three, Scott. Fucking Foster, yeah, happened in Game Three. Boo. Fuck Scott Foster. All my homies hate Scott Foster. Y'all, so many questionable calls in this yeah. game. Yep, and I just don't get it. I don't understand. Not only if I mean it, I've mentioned it on plugs a few times, but uh, in the the podcast about Tim Donahue, uh, the ref who was betting on his own games, he was super tight with Scott Foster. That's super super sketchy. He was never really investigated, and I'm not trying to draw you know conclusions here but how does the nba keep a guy around that has so many questionable calls in big games yeah especially yep. ones that are wrapped up in this whole donahue scandal and also that majority of the star players in the league hate they hate him yeah like i mean all of the rockets can't stand him chris paul can't stand him kevin durant can't stand him lebron's not his biggest fan especially after last night right oh yeah you know i just don't understand how these monumental players in the league all singularly hate one ref because he makes sketchy calls. I bet you uh, he has like some blackmail on Adam Silver's of the league, something like that. Or they have a union. I mean, that's the real answer. I mean, that, like, yeah, yeah, they have a union, yeah. but also, I mean, or blackmail. I, and the hard thing is, is like, and they they bring it up um, in this whistleblower podcast that I was talking about. But I mean, it's good for the NBA to extend series. You know, they get more TV money, and so yeah. if this is a four game sweep by the Lakers, then they're losing out on those on those. Well, the ratings have already been very bad, like yeah. historically low. Which yeah. there's a lot of reasons for that. I think. I mean. For one, it's October. Yeah, for and sure. There's, there's yeah. lots of other things on, um, and typically they'd be in the dog days of summer where and not competing with anything. Um, but yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think there's definitely something there. Yeah, he might be a company man, you know, yeah. just trying to extend the series. It's funny though, you sponsored see, sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings, probably <laughs> sponsored by. He is not. We are. You, it's funny you see people like when he makes some of these sketchy calls, and I, I want to say I'm not out here complaining about 
They lost that game because they didn't play well last night. Oh, yeah. not, they, I'm not blaming they on the refs. like garbage. But there were, obviously there's sketchy calls, and that affects the flow of the game. When Anthony Davis gets foul trouble, it affects the flow game. However, they could have won the game. They were leading in the fourth quarter, so I'm not here to say that the refs like boned them. Um, but you do obvi- oftentimes see guys go up to Scott Foster and be like, what was the call? Right, that's something we do, right? Like you get called for, and you don't. Yeah, you're just like, what was, what did you see? Like, what did you, what, what has it affected? I would like to not do that again. So please tell <laughs> yeah. me. What I feel like every happened? time you can see, you can read Scott Foster's lips, and he's just like, come on, fuck it, oh, oh, down, down, oh, oh shit, and no answer, just like, oh, get it, go away, you're wrong. It's like, yeah. hey man, or just tell me technical. what, I, tell me what I did, tell me, explain to me what you saw, and I'll tell you why you were probably wrong, or like. I, now I know. Okay, well, don't do that. I guess anymore. So yeah, there was yeah, there's some touches. And the the third one on AD last night where Kelly Olynyk tried to take a charge and was clearly like shuffling, and leaned into him and fell over. Like I also don't know why Coach Seinfeld didn't challenge that because it seems like yeah. a pretty big play. Third foul on AD in the first uh, half. That's true. Um, I was pretty surprised. I think he was waiting to see the replay, which they have that big replay screen, you know, in the bubble. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, also I have a movement to start calling. Kelly Olenek, uh, referring to him as Billy Goat Gruff. Yeah, yep. he he's he's an interesting he is character. Ugly, <laughs> for sure. He's an interesting character. He is. Also, I have. I to, can live with a lot of things. I cannot live with him making three no. pointers. I, I will. Full Jimmy Butler wants to score forty. I hey man, good for him. That's he earned it. But yeah, I can't. Yeah, full disclosure. I cannot stand Kelly Olenek since the twenty fifteen final or not finals, first round, I believe. Where he pulled Kevin Love's socket out of his arm out of his socket. Yeah. That was very bad. Yeah. And then his face. I just can't stand his face. Yeah, he's <laughs> very punchable. This this the there's a few guys on the heat who are quite punchable. Yeah. We just got like so much like anecdotal slander against these, you know, this whole series and stuff like that. So I'm gonna bring in some statistics to to ground us in some stats. I knew it. <laughs> Look at this graph. I knew it. I knew it. All right. So we already talked about it. LeBron and AD played not great. I mean, LeBron. He was a plus two, I think. He was a minus four. Okay. He was a minus four, 25, 10, and eight, two blocks. I mean, that's good. Yeah. That's that's so crazy that that's not a good game for him. I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, didn't quite get get it with the triple double with the turnover. He had a lot. He had a bunch of turnovers. Yeah, he had six turnovers. Yeah, so that'll do it. Um, AD was 15, 5, and 3 with five turnovers, a minus 26 for the game. If they win the series, um, I think he, I think he was leading for Finals MVP, and I think that game might have. Yeah, tor- he's out. Yeah. He's done him but. for sure. Yeah, um, Danny Green's box plus minus was minus twenty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really unfortunate. Um, and so Daniel, yeah. yeah, and then like you said, I mean, Jimmy Butler went full Super Saiyan. You know, forty eleven and thirteen with two blocks and two steals. First time ever that someone has uh, out categorized outstated uh, points rebounds assists yeah, yeah. points yeah. rebounds or assists in the finals lebron yeah yeah lebron yeah uh it was pretty it's pretty wild uh tyler hero and duncan robinson played super well i mean kelly oh. olenic is somehow good sometimes i don't get it oh my god well like, you know he's like spotting up making wide open you know i mean most of those three-pointers he made jimmy wide Butler open. just yeah he just like everyone collapsed and jimmy just you know wink swung it to him and he's wide open uh yeah. you gotta i mean you should yeah. make those and he i had a couple like putbacks and uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's like a fundamental player. He he's usually in the right spot. He's just not that athletically gifted. Yeah. Nope. So a lot of times he's getting just dunked on or whatever. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, also, I I don't know. I'm gonna say Tyler here did not play great. He was six for twenty. Yeah. Um, which is not even close to being. And then you got worthy Dass. of making a fucking snarling face at yeah, the end of the game say, when the that, game is in already over pretty much like Harry Potter and the audacity of this bitch. Seriously, man. Um, yeah, like Draco Malfoy is going to get fucking worked this next game. I have a feeling because <laughs> he did not play that well, and he's been putting up a lot of shots, and they've had they've handled him pretty well. Yeah, but he had an and one at the end of the game when it was basically over and snarled, and I was like. Bro, that's gonna come back to that's bite you. Bad idea. Twenty-year-olds, <laughs> yeah. man. Twenty-year-olds. I, mean, I get it, dude. I'd be hyped if I was in the finals, and you know, and twenty-year-old Rondo fouled me on and one too. But yeah, gotta check your emotions in that situation. For real. Yeah. Even Jimmy being like, they're in trouble. Like, yeah, that was that too. I mean, supposedly that was LeBron had said something like that in the first quarter. Like, y'all, like you know, y'all are in trouble because um, they when they came back at the end of the first quarter. So supposedly Jimmy Butler said he was just responding to what LeBron had said. Yeah, and it wasn't like un- just like out of nowhere thing. And yeah. also, again, Jimmy Butler can talk all his shit. Oh, for sure, he played he super well. So yeah. I got no beef with that. And also talking shit in general, like yeah, man, it's fun. Do it. I'm all. But if you do it, back it up. Yeah, all yeah. Well, that. And also, if you do it, and Be then you get this. fucking worked the next two games. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's it, man. Yeah, I I think it's tough to beat any team when the role players play decent and have a pulse and their star goes for 40, like that's just going to happen, you know? Um, and like you said, I mean, I think that hero, yeah, he, he definitely had his moments. Didn't shoot super well. Um, had that little snarl moment. If you guys, uh, if you guys don't follow Halsey on Twitter, she's been, (laughs) she's been between some incredible. Yeah. She's between some hot shit. Uh, she's a Lakers fan between some hot shit and all these guys. She made the little Draco Malfoy plug. And so we were throwing that around the group chat last night and I was like, these are some bold words for a less depressed Avril Lavigne. And so, <laughs> hey man, I'm um, not gonna say I'm so, like a giant fan of her music or whatever, but um, as far as like pop music goes, it's I'd say it's up in the it's be, it's some of the better. I'm definitely a fan of her tweets. Pop music, yeah, yeah. but her basketball tweets are very good. I don't know if somebody yeah. she got an intern helping her. I don't know whatever. It's just whatever a, it is, it's great. Yeah, just her music's just a little depressing, and when I listen to it, it's just everything is blue. You know. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> man, she's was, definitely in that Lord, uh, you know, yeah. Billie Eilish uh, realm of things. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, her her tweets are worth it. Um, you know, final things on this series, on this this game three that the Lakers kind of lost for themselves. I mean, they went fourteen for forty two from three, which forty two shots from three for the Lakers That's is a lot, a lot, That's a lot. lot. Uh, most of them came from Markeith Morris. Five. He was 11. great. He was also good. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. He was great. Five for 11 from three. 15 yeah. points from three. So um, bad. Yeah. He, he like airballed two of them, but also <laughs> made but a bunch of really made, big ones. He did. Made five. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to score when the ball doesn't touch the rim. You know, hard to score <laughs> points that way. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, Mar- Markeith Morris played great. He played some nice defense down the stretch too. I mean, you know, he was definitely a contributor in this game. I think they played Jimmy Butler all wrong too. I think they'll look at the film and, and realize he does not shoot three pointers really no. unless he he's just WFO. Um, yeah. So I think they're going to look at how they guarded him. I was really surprised how they kind of let him. I mean, you know what he's going to do. He's going to put his head down and drive. Yeah. Maybe pull up for a mid range, but or force the issue and try to dish. So like, or drives. I was surprised the the way they played him because they've done really good on Dame. They did pretty good Mm -hmm. on Harden, kind of forced them out of the play. So I'm curious if they look at that film and say like, we didn't, we did exactly what he wanted to do, which is let him play one on one. Or there were a few times where he drove literally to the basket and then kicked to the three point line. It's like. Okay. Yeah, those are sure. bad on him. But there was a couple where he got, like, he got it in the mid post, and they didn't double. Which I'm just like, 
if you look at this team, I know they have a lot of spot up shooters, but like somebody can double. Yeah. I mean, if you can double on the off the rockets, you know. Yeah, for sure. You True. can double. Yeah. I mean, find somebody who's, you know. Yeah, and I, I feel like that one thing that I think Vogel did make some some adjustments at halftime because one thing that you did see is I mean, they they would get Jimmy in that one on one play and he would he he likes to drive right. And so he would drive right, get to the basket, and he would look for that kick. And there was a couple times the Lakers got a couple steals yeah. off that where they yeah. would they would know that he was looking for the kick and not trying to go to the basket with AD sitting there. And so they would, uh, or uh, Dwight sitting there. And so they would kind of play in that, that almost like a zone. They would like, he would drive right and have that man one-on-one and almost sink back into his zone to try and catch and live in those passing lanes. And they, they got a couple steals off those. So I think that there were some adjustments. I just think that overall the game plan for Jimmy Butler was not great. Yeah. Especially when he starts going for 40, you just, you just can't let him at the rim. I mean, yeah. you got You got to keep him on three point line. Ton of free not, throw. He had a bunch of free throws too. Yeah. yeah. He, Jimmy Butler is not going to beat you on the three point line. And I say that in probably next game, he's going to go like <laughs> six for eight and three. Uh, but Hopefully I just don't. Not. I just don't think he's going to beat you on the three point line, and so I think that's where you got to got to make him live. Speaking you know? of the free throw line, that's another thing. Those Lakers shot terrible from the free throw line. True. Um, I think they missed ten. Maybe they're not a great free they're throw no, shooting not, team. Not, no, not even close. But again, like if a couple things go a different way, you make more. You make yeah ninety percent of your or eighty five percent of your free throws. Yeah, you don't have twelve turnovers. You know, it's pretty like there's a lot they can clean up. So, For and sure. also I said they'd win and in five so it's like they have to lose a game so yeah. <laughs> i just last night i was surprised it was last night you know yeah for the sure. other thing too is there what i think jeff or mark was referring to the pistol screens yeah where they were like either screen yeah, they actually like the talked about basketball x's and o's yes. and showed it it was wild not talked about like the cuban missile crisis or some <laughs> nonsense but like the t- hero or robinson would go to screen or pseudo screen like they'd show that they were but then just go right past them, and then the Lakers were like, wait, do we switch? Do we not switch? And then they'd be wide open for a three. Bro, I do that all the time. Yeah, and so, I love that so much. Yeah, and most people don't ever, on my own team, don't know <laughs> what I'm doing, so they don't ever know what to do. Yeah, and then also the defenses that we play against compared to the Lakers defense is, I mean, they're going to they're gonna get lost for Significantly. sure. For sure. The only other thing I have on this is uh, – LeBron is famous for hunting mismatches, you know, like getting the guy, you know, yes. screened for him. Yeah, he he's done it to Harold a lot. Poor baby, but Duncan. he's really been hunting Duncan Robinson. <laughs> Poor baby Duncan. And uh, there's a video that we've been I shared with them that we've been just constantly sharing on the group chat. It's just this is what Duncan Robinson is thinking every time he gets switched on to LeBron. I just wanna leave. <laughs> God protect me. And uh, we've been using it. Now it's just become multi-purpose. It yes. never it never gets old. Never gets old. It's, it's so like stuck in my good. head all day too. Yeah. It's like an earworm. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime um, like thinking about Dr. Man eating some dairy and this is what he's going through his head. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Dr. Man is uh, his kryptonite is dairy. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Every time I think about Dylan doing some super heavy squats. I just wanna leave. <laughs> God protect me. Man. I'm here to bench all the weight and I'm here to not squat anything. Yep. No, thank yep. you. Yeah, we're opposites in that. So, uh, man, I'm like the- SpongeBob SquarePants, you know, <laughs> just like there's a brick up top and just skinny, skinny little legs. Yeah. I'm working on it though. Here hey, you do have nice calves. Don't say Thanks, your calves short. Yeah, I know. There you we know. go. Um, well, I think this is a perfect segue. Um, I've got a little segment. You know, so in this series, we've gotten to see some wonderful play from the Lakers. We've gotten to see LeBron really show his 
what we think should have been some MVP, MVP play. Um, and so we know that there's someone here on this podcast that loves LeBron more yes. than life itself, truly. You know, we know it. You know it. Crawdaddy loves LeBron Raymore James Sr. Yep. Um, but just how much does Crawdaddy love LeBron James? A lot. Okay. I tried to keep this segment under wraps, but it was just too funny, and I just kept accidentally <laughs> like dropping hints to these two today. Um, he was so, also listening to the previous podcast, but clicker. I was. I was. So, yeah, I did a little bit of research. So uh, two episodes ago, uh, the episode titled All My Homies Hate the Clippers, I decided to listen back and with a clicker count how many times Crawdaddy said the word LeBron. Okay. I also counted if he was talking about LeBron's shoes. Okay. Just for, just for All right. you know, Fidelity State. Uh, and also if he said he or him in reference to LeBron. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is that was my criteria, my inclusion criteria. Okay. I'm doing a little research here. All right. So what are you guys' rough estimates on how many times you think? Can it we was? get an over under line? Is this a per per episode? Uh, this is just a single episode. We're gonna do some long term statistics later on. Um, not not in this episode, <laughs> in a future episode. But um, I, I I'm not gonna give you an over under. I just want you to think of how many times you think it was. I think it's once a minute at least. Once a minute, okay. I'm so, going with at least. I'm gonna go with a hundred. A hundred, okay. That's high. I want to price this right. A, that's a lot. Okay. Uh, I want to say like forty-five times in that episode. That is incredible because the total is the forty-three times. Yes, man. Whoa. He almost hit it on the head. So Crawdaddy said the words LeBron or LeBron James <laughs> yes. or he or him referring to LeBron James 43 times in this episode. Let's break that down a little bit. Let's get deep into the numbers, okay? What's the so, warp from that? So that episode <laughs> is 72 minutes of actual content, okay? That's not including uh, my little secret Crawdaddy uh, spoiler at the end. If you guys listen past the end of that episode, <laughs> that's not including our intro music and our outro music, okay? So 72 minutes of content. That means that Crawdaddy said LeBron or referred to LeBron once every one minute and 47 seconds. As it should be. Yeah. It's, it's like incredible that, stats. F-word yeah. in a Martin Scorsese movie or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to make this a little segment or I'm going to listen back to some other episodes and refer back to them so I can keep some stats. But we well, might need to do it every episode. We might have to run some advanced statistics and get yeah. like a VORP. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like an actual VORP with yeah. a get with a guest. So we'll bring on a guest so we can calculate Crawdaddy's value over replacement podcaster. Yes. In terms of yeah. saying LeBron. It's so, gonna be through the roof. Yeah, so I'm very excited about this uh, ongoing segment we're gonna have here on Waltz to the Death. So um, guys, keep listening. Uh, if you guys wanna uh, recount that episode and, and give me some feedback on that, I'm more than welcome. Uh, or if you guys want to count episodes that I don't have to and you want to send it to us and let us know, I would love that so much because it would make it would be another thing I don't have to do during <laughs> yeah, the week. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so uh, listen back to those other other episodes. Count how many times Crawdaddy said LeBron and we're going to review that and do some advanced statistics in some future episodes. So also last week I made the joke that we should he should have to take a shot every time he says it. And he said, I should have to do it. And I said, I don't want to do that. And now we'd all be dead. Yeah, if, if we split it three ways, we'd all be dead. That's true. Forty-three shots. Yeah, yeah. So we'd all shots, taken shots, like close shots. to close to fifteen shots a piece. You know. Well, what we could do is we could just rotate. Like so, every time I say it, I take it, and then well, next time 40, you take it. 
Well, 43 divided by three is still almost 15 shots. Hey, I'm just <laughs> saying. I don't know. <laughs> that's a, I'm working on solutions here, okay? That's, that's true. You're trying yeah. to be part of the solution. Yeah. Part of the problem. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> of Even though shots. you are literally the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, that I is. I think that brings us to Jersey Check. Yeah. Oh, man. Guys, Incredible. I will give you my car keys. <laughs> If you get this wrong, uh, cry daddy, I'll, who's jersey? Are you I'll wearing? give you zero guesses on this. <laughs> yeah, I am wearing the LeBron James Cavaliers jersey. Nice from, I believe it was it's like sixteen or seventeen. I think they wore it from twenty fifteen to twenty. But I gotta say the Cavs have hella jerseys. They have oh, yeah. so many jerseys. So many jerseys. There. So yes. many different colors. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing is there's not like a consistent colorway no, in any of them. Like they, they bring in the black sometimes. Sometimes they have those the orange and the light blue from the old jerseys. Yeah, and stuff. I don't under understand them. They have the gray and the yellow and the dark. Those gray new ones, ones, I'm not sure about. But yeah, the like Goodyear jerseys. Yeah, yeah. There's some. There's some bad ones for sure. Yeah. I really well, like the redesign when he was a rookie that they did when he the first year. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, With the new and the sword and the yeah, those were yeah, nice. Like you know, an actual Cavalier. Now it's just like the Cavalier is a whatever. Like yeah, it's like the well, Lakers. This one, it's like a lake. <laughs> this one on the bottom says "All for one and one for all," which, which was their motto back in the day when LeBron was there, because it was like musketeer type sure. thing and. LeBron was like, hey, we all we need everybody. And so, yeah. When he said offer, was that the first time he was there? Second time. Or the sec- oh, so he offered one when he yeah. came back after, yeah. after abandoning them. Mm-hmm. All for once yeah. and <laughs> once for twice. Exactly. <laughs> once for two times. Um, what shorts are you wearing, Crawdaddy? I'm wearing the matching. Hey, normalize color. wearing the matching shorts of the jersey, okay? Hey, they even have the, the C with the sword through it, you know? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, nice. it's beautiful. Dr. Um, Man? I have run out of jerseys y'all <laughs> we're working on a solution yeah we're working on a solution we got some more on the way all right we're not we're not here to let you down during jersey check so we've got some well, i mean we're going to be part of the solution but i'm recycling i'm back to the old faithful houston rockets uh pj tucker jersey the red Thick and boy. yellow um yeah you love to see it i love paul james tucker i don't know if that's what pj stands for <laughs> You should have just. It, it felt right. Rode with it. it felt right. So, uh, yeah, I'm in the PJ Tucker Houston Rockets jersey. Dylan. Uh, well, first things, if you could have the Rockets bring back any style of uniform, what would it be? Oh, it's 100 percent the blue pinstripes. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially I mean I love the navy blue with the white pinstripes, but the reverse of that, the white with the navy blue. Pinstripes oh, you like the white the, with the blue? Oh my! I mean, gosh. either one. I mean, yes, they're both great, but. I mean, even that old Rockets look like, okay, here is like my dream is if the Rockets ditch this black and red and the R with the rocket in it and stuff, we go back to the yellow and red Houston Rockets logo, the old school one from the 93, 94 series. I love that logo so much. If we go back to that as our colors and that can be like our, what our jerseys are based off of and then have the throwbacks of like this. Well, we can have the space city. I like those a lot too. Uh, the white jerseys, uh, my Covington jersey, <laughs> uh, but then also have the the blue and white pinstripes. Oh man, that I I would buy every jersey for every player. I think I I wouldn't have any money in my bank account because of how many jerseys I would buy yeah. for those. But yeah. that's my dream for the Houston Rockets. So Nike, if you're listening, please make those jerseys. Um, I have a two thousand ninety nine two thousand. Just a bit outside. Toronto Raptors, Vince Carter jersey. 
the beautiful uh, one, the one he wore basically in the dunk contest. That he the best dunk as anyone's ever Vince done, Sanity. probably. Yeah, where Vince Sanity with started. the purple on the front and the black on the back, and it's uh, it's one of my favorite jerseys ever. My uh, my Very Hyde nice. Park Panthers in high school, we had the same jersey style with the uh, different colors, of course. But I love this. Uh, yeah. The style jersey. Yeah, the two tone is is where it gets me that I yeah, like so yeah. much. The purple on the mm-hmm. front, and the black on the back. That is very nice. Purple yeah. and red too, man. Under uh, like killer colorway. Yeah, underused color combo. The totally. Rangers have yeah. gone away from them, I think. Yeah, they kind of these like now it's just red and white, and then they've black. got like, black. Uh, yeah, I do like the black, white, and gold a lot, yeah. especially the, the like the We the North jerseys are super dope. The, with and they the, wear the throwbacks too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Um, those are like the dumb ones with the dinosaur. <laughs> Hey, I love that logo. It's a great I, a logo. lot of people do. I think there's anything that's like 90s nostalgia yeah. people love. You know, like the Grizzlies uniform, the Vancouver Grizzlies I have. You know, I have a Magic Penny Hardaway jersey. Like, I think just any, uh, those of us who grew up kind of watching that 90s, yeah. you know, sort of the peak of the NBA, the late 90s, um, I think anything hey, like that is nostalgic. LeBron didn't get in the league until 2003. <laughs> so there's I know no you've already said speak. you said that literally last week on an episode. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're very aware. Um, yeah, no, I I almost bought a late '90s Dikembe Mutombo Nuggets jersey earlier today. Yeah, uh, the the rainbow one. I, I'm, that's early '90s, rather. Um, but yeah, I I love that jersey a lot, even though it's very not my color wheelhouse. <laughs> no, it's every um, color. It's a rainbow. Yeah, yeah, and even like the the new Nuggets jerseys that have just come out with the the white ones with the rainbow underneath it that say Nuggets in the, with the mountains. Those. Man, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I think it's nostalgia because I used to love Dikembe Mutombo when I was a kid. And so no, watching no, no. him, well, yeah, watching him wag his finger in those jerseys is just nostalgic for me. Um, but yeah, I, I love those jerseys a lot, even though they're every color and they're very loud. But I'm I'm very about them. Who has a, go ahead, Crowdity. Not as loud as the Hawks. I was just going to say, so who has the worst jerseys, do you guys think? Who needs to just totally scrap it and like start over? Well, I know the Hawks... They're they're doing that. Yeah, the newest ones that just came out. If you guys haven't seen them, they're they're very toned down. The Hawks went through that series of that that period of time highlighter where they yellow. Yeah, they had the highlighter yellow with the like multiple shades of gray, <laughs> and it was fifty shades of gray. Yeah, it was it was not a good look. The fifty shades of gray jersey were, jerseys were not what we're here for. But uh, the the new uh, they're kind of going back to that old red and gold. Uh, the Dominic Wilkins era Hawks, which I really love. Also, Dikembe Mutombo was on that squad too. Spud Webb, that that era Hawks jersey. Um, it's a little cleaner lines and stuff. Actually, have you guys seen the new MLK jerseys they just came out with? Oh yeah, I did. I didn't look they, at them. Though. I saw it came. They out are fire. They're, I like them a lot. They're black and gold, which I love that. Yeah, you can't go wrong with black and gold. So uh, yeah, uh, I think I'd have to say either the Kings or the Pistons. So I feel like the Pistons, they had that iconic teal color. Very briefly, yeah. Yeah, and in then the 90s. they went to like the blue and red. I just don't was, know if you can pull off that fiery horse logo in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a way you can do it's it. very 90s. But like yeah. now it's just gray and yeah, it's blue. Bad. So it's, it's, it's very just boring. very, yeah, boring. I and then the Kings is just kind of like, what are you what are you trying to do? Yeah, the Kings, have they've got the powder blues that they wear sometimes, but they've also, they, they haven't updated enough. They still are like, it's just the same thing with like new font. Yeah, I think that's what the, a lot of these teams have to do is they got to lean into like somewhat a little bit of nostalgia, but also you got to kind of like do something new. You Bring don't want to just like, you know, try it out in the same old like, you know, how did I forget the Clippers have garbage uniforms? Oh, yeah, they're, those are really stupid looking. Yeah. yeah, I want them to bring back the black Kings jerseys, the Chris Webber jerseys, the, yeah, jerseys, those are the tight. white oh, chocolate. Yeah. 
era yeah. jerseys. Those are very fire. I like those a lot. Like I think the Rockets have done a good job. Like they they have the throwbacks that are new but have the same look. The Space City ones are really cool because mm-hmm. they're like all new. Yeah, they're still leaning to like the NASA thing. They just need to bring back those pinstripes. Yeah, I mean, and Please. also if you're if you're like a franchise that like doesn't have any history, like the Lakers are not going to really change it much. Yeah, like yeah. they'll have seventeen. Like, championships it's kind of like yeah. and they went from like the wishbone which collar jerseys which are you know questionable um to like they when lebron came back they switched it to like the normal normal jerseys mm-hmm. and and but it's still purple and gold and the, the logo the and whatever yeah, yeah celtics, celtics you can't do example. too much and honestly when they do it just seems like really weird yeah but if you're not one of these like kind of blue blood whatever nba franchises you got to just kind of like take wild swings i think i think the pelicans could have room for improvement as well theirs isn't entirely necessarily bad but I also, think they, why are they the Pelicans? Yeah, that's the worst. Why, who? Like, oh, you know, because they'd be Pelicans down by the bay. <laughs> <laughs> Their Mardi Gras jerseys are sick. Like, yeah. you know, again, like lean into your city. Like, yeah, figure out figure out what you do. Figure uh, out what you do. <laughs> figure out what's cool about your city, uh, and lean into that, man. You know, like those those uh, Mardi Gras jerseys are nice, but yeah, they're red and blue and white. Other ones are just sort of really the really meh. The Wizards. I feel like they've Are they even an NBA franchise? I mean, well, as long as John Wall's <laughs> on there now. Yeah, I got a little bit of wizard slander that we can talk about. <laughs> wow, we can't the kick them. Come on, dude. They're the. Kick them when they're, they're down. poor. Like, <laughs> kick them when they're they down. They can't get You're a break, a dude. It's not their fault that their franchise player has hurt himself twice now in the past and hasn't yeah. played in two years. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, also, like, they're the wizards and there's, like, w- there's no, there's not I mean, a the wizard on there. Early <laughs> 2000s, they're. Uh, the Gilbert Arenas era, the like MJ, MJ yeah. 2.0, yeah. yeah, the navy and the gold and the white. I don't, I don't hate those. The yeah, gun in the lo- the gun in the locker room jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> those are better than what they are now. Yeah, for That's sure. True. I think oh, there's room Sixers. for Sixers. Not a fan of the current Sixers. I like the uh, Allen Iverson era. See again though. I think we're just. I think we're we're jaded. We just like the, we like what we, you know. But like it's too blocky and just too simple. I think I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that that we we are nostalgic to the ones that we grew up on a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, within reason. Like, there's some older ones. Like, I, I'm like glad the about, old Nuggets silky jerseys. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah, we talked about those today. <laughs> the, those. the Iverson and Mellow era Nuggets with Andres Kirilenko and all those idiots <laughs> um, that beat the Rockets every year in the first round. Uh, oh, them and the Jazz. But yeah, so anyway, that's uh, that's been Jersey Check. We've been harping on all this jersey nonsense we know us too much about nba jerseys it's really ridiculous at this point so we're gonna hop into a little break and we will come back with some more nba knowledge for you guys and we're back coming soon a a crawdaddy version oh i keep forgetting yeah we we need to do that that might that might have to happen soon. Definitely gonna have to make a music video though if we do that. Yeah, in, uh, for sure. In the studio Ooh. with your headphones on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Crow Daddy had like an amazing voice. I don't. What if he was <laughs> the songbird of this generation? Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> Mixture of Fergie and Jesus. As long as it made me rich, I wouldn't care. <laughs> um, yeah. All palm right. Palm tree girls with palm <laughs> tree. <laughs> <laughs> don't give it to Johnny. Don't give it to Johnny. Let me think about it for a minute. <laughs> Let me think about it for a minute. That would be another quote from I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. The best thing on Netflix. Moon River Rock. <laughs> Moon River Row. Yeah. So he asked guys, for something spooky. 
You guys <laughs> should watch that so that you can understand Anything what I the hell about. we're saying yeah. half the time. Half of our jokes. All right. Now that we're talking about the podcast, about the NBA again, let's talk about some NBA sneaker news. So Bron's been wearing some very dope 17 colorways. There's some real nice ones. The white and the purple with the gray. He oh wore those gosh, purple yeah. with the gray bottoms too. The oh. only question I have is why the hell is he still not wearing 18s? Because it's still the other. They pepper him in, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I haven't seen him wear them in a game except for one game, one quarter. Well, I think the other thing, too, is since normally he'd be wearing, like, the finals edition of whatever shoe number he's on, this year just, just so happens he's – the season is still going on when the 18s are being released. So he may just be trying to – do what was already planned. Yeah, out. I think. I mean, the 18s are all about next year, so maybe he wore them a little bit just to tease it, and then yeah, they're going to try to sell the most they can. You know, yeah, I mean, he is a marketing year. genius. Yeah, for sure. If you guys don't follow NBA, you know, sneakers like we do, uh, which is pretty religiously. So typically, a a new release of a signature sneaker like the LeBrons or the KDs or the PGs or something like that. Typically, it comes out around the October early November range, you know, right, like after right the, before training camp. Yeah. Like training camp time, or if it's a bigger drop, then maybe like right around when the season starts uh, and, and then the player will play in them all year. This year, obviously has been very different. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that it might, it might be very, it may very well be that is that, you know, they're still trying to sell those 17s and get them out and off the shelves for the season. They don't really want to push the 18s because, I mean, they had that one shock drop on sneakers, but they're not even readily available. Yeah. The other thing, too, is I feel like they've just – they've recently released the lows pretty recently, right? Yeah, the, the uh, 17 lows. I think it was back nah, in, like, it's been May. a while. I think it was April or May. Okay, but yeah. still, like, that's to me, that seems really late. Yeah, they've but. kind of been like with with LeBron's shoes. They they typically have been doing a high and a low for the last couple yeah. of ones, and they will release basically when the hype dies down. Yeah, they'll release the lows, lows, and then you know like, I guess the seventeens were very hype. Yeah. yeah, and try and build some up. So, but yeah, so uh, really looking forward to the eighteens when he decides to break those out. But haven't seen those yet. I'm a fan so far. Yeah, um, Rondo last night wore oh, some <laughs> neon. <laughs> 2K4 Hirachis, which Eesh. I I those shoes are nostalgic for me. I love those so much. I had I think two pairs of those. I also had baseball cleats that were Hirachi 2Ks. Oh yeah, 2K4s. Uh, I love those so much, and those are very not my colorway, but <laughs> somehow uh, I really love those, even though they were neon. I think it was just because they were the 2K4 Hirachis, but those are like some of my they were they were. Very nostalgic for me. I saw those and has some feels for sure. So really he's like been those. all over the map too. Yeah, he's been he wore some answers, some <laughs> yeah. gold and some gold and white answers, which yeah. we've talked a little bit. We've we've lit up Trez a little bit for wearing those because those are basically like playing in some Tim's. Yeah. Or like yep. some con- some other kind of combat boots, some polo boots, maybe. So nasty. Yeah. So I would not want to play in those. Um there's been some really dope Kobe five PEs that have been floating around too. It's like Nike's handing them shits out. I don't understand <laughs> it. Like everyone's getting a Kobe five PE that is very fire, and I don't understand it. I well, you like, know who got one? 
Well, PJ, your boy. Yeah. PJ Tucker just yeah. he dropped one. and It sold out in like three minutes and he <laughs> missed on the sneakers app, which <laughs> is pretty funny. Fucking hilarious because everyone else missed too. So, yeah, they're putting out a, the five rings colorway on the 15th too. Yeah. The Kobe a, fives. Yeah. The blue and the gold color. I like those Michigan colors. Cry daddy. <laughs> Go blue. One of the 39 teams he supports. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, not a ton of NBA sneaker heat on the court. I mean, there's only two teams. There's only so much heat to go around. What does uh, Jimmy wear? Jimmy, he wears a he wears a special. Jordans? Yeah, he wears the. But it's not the thirty four. The, the diamond or whatever. Yeah, the Jordan diamond. Same thing. Threes Luka, Luka or Luka wore a lot. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, for They're sure. Not he very remarkable. He, he doesn't have a signature. They, they look, look pretty bland. They yeah. look kind of like moccasins a little bit. I don't like them very yeah, much. Yeah, the silhouette's pretty, very pointy toed. Not as bad as KP. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the next oh, level. Yeah, yeah, those are gross. The Adidas next level socks are weird for sure. <laughs> um, but guys, I have a little bit of just personal sneaker news because I finally put my money where my mouth is. And the on other accident. day on accident on Sunday or Saturday, rather, I was sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I got a no- notification that said your bid has been accepted. So I'm now the proud owner of some 2014 powder blue tens. Wow. Um, I've been talking about nice. how I've been really feeling some tens, you know, so people have been wearing oh, them in nice. the NBA. Uh, I bid $85 on goat for these and they're real. I mean, they're really nice. They're lightly used. I mean, not a lot of no scratches, no scuff marks, not even really any creases. The box is still there. And I just put an $85 bid because I bid on probably four sne- pairs of sneakers a week just to see if someone will accept a low just bid to feel alive, just to feel alive, <laughs> just to really live. Yeah. And somebody finally took the bait and yeah no way dude accepted it like two weeks later and so i had to confess to my wife and say hey uh i may have accidentally just bought a pair of shoes but she understands the addiction hey that happened with my uh jordan ones yeah it happens happens. you just wear them and when they say what are those just say i've had these forever yeah these are the same (laughs) the same ones yeah. yeah, there was a there was a meme going around the Reddits that I sent to these guys, and it was a picture of a man just opening the door, just just with his <laughs> finger over his mouth, and it said, "When the UPS guy delivers a new pair of shoes, and your wife is home." So that's kind of the world that we live in, which yeah, is you know? all the time. Well, I'm now. glad you got your tens. You know, I mean, just goes to show. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> that's right. Just just do it. Do it. I mean, literally, and less. Literally. Yeah, literally. Not literally at all. <laughs> figuratively and figuratively. Yeah. That's right. Make your dreams come true and just buy some Jordan 10s. Well, on what go. are you wearing right now? Yeah, not, what, what are you wearing right I'm now? I'm not wearing shoes, guys. <gasps> I live here. You said um, you were going to lie and you just bitched out. <laughs> I did. I did. I said I was going to lie when I walked up the stairs, but you know, guys, I live here. This is in my house. Uh, our podcast studio is upstairs in my house, and so... He's wearing I, the Jordan birthday shoes. Oh, birthday my suits. God. He made it. That's right. I'm not wearing any shoes, but... Today was the first day of school back for some of our kiddos, so I was back on campus, and I was wearing my Jordan 1 Rookie of the Years. They're probably my most, my highest rotation. I wear those the most. They're they're yep. some of my favorite ones. Can't so. confirm. Uh, so, yeah, I wore my Jordan 1 Rookie of the Years today. Crawdaddy? I'm wearing the, speaking of LeBron, his 17 lows. Beautiful, beautiful. That's two for the count. <laughs> In well, case since I'm the only one who's with the fucking program, apparently. Uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you're wearing your gym shoes. Hey. Don't count. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm wearing my uh, Tinker 3s, the white and university red. 
And they are super white. And I only bust them out for special occasions. I really want to buy some threes, but the two colorways of threes that I really, really want, Dylan bought. Well, sucks to suck. Yeah. Should have bid on those. Hey, that that won't stop me. No, it will not. It will super not. Cry Daddy's just my Twinkie everywhere I go. Hey. That's right. Hey, I'm just, hey, imitation is the highest Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. About to get a John Morant jersey and I'm hot. Hey, (laughs) I said before you said it. I did. I we'll did. See. You're dead to me. We'll see. This might there. Might, this might be where we have to get our our vi- victories over replacement podcaster uh, <laughs> yeah. stats from. Next time, Cardi Eddie rolls up in John Moran jersey. We're gonna, I just wanna leave. <laughs> God protect me. You catch my hands, Cardi Eddie. That's right. Except Cardi Eddie could punch me from literally nine feet away because his arms are so, so long. They called me the orangutan in high school. Very good, Nick. <laughs> yep. Yes. Very V accurate for sure. Um, all right. Let's uh Dylan's got a little segment that we not a segment. Up. I just figured we touch on it. So there's a little bit of news. Um a little bit. Kyrie was in the news a little bit this week. Again. A couple different things. Uh first, he was on a podcast. Most of this all came from a podcast. He was on Kevin, I think Kevin Durant's podcast, like a, a new podcast he started. Um and uh at first he said, you know, it was joining Katie was really great because it's the first time that he has another guy who can take the the shot down the stretch to win the game. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Which is, um, you know, not true. <laughs> no, just flat uh, out not true. Also, yeah. And then he later on IG went on or Facebook or Instagram and was like, hey, I, like if I'm going to talk about somebody, I'll say their name. That wasn't about anybody. You know, I'm, I'm, if, if I got something to say about somebody, I'll say their name. And that wasn't about anybody. But like. But it was. Addition by subtraction, whatever you want to call it. Like you said the first time. Yeah. Like that means everybody you've played with ever, you have not been on a team with anybody who you thought could take the last shot. And also the numbers just like super don't bear that out. I mean, he's yeah. like two for five in game winning or clinching shots in the playoffs in the fourth, like like in the last five minutes of Grant, the game. One of those was game seven. Yeah, it was great. That's an incredible shot. It's oh, yeah. like an all-time NBA shot. Sure. But LeBron has like 10 times as many. Yeah. Also has a higher percentage. So the numbers don't really bear that out. Um, and then also he was he said this. I'll just play this clip. This is talking about Kenny Atkinson, who was the coach of the Nets, who got fired uh, in the middle of the season, and then uh, you know them signing Steve Nash. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Kenny Atkinson because you know some people came out and was like, "Yo, Kai and KD got Kenny fired," and look, that was completely false. Listen, Kenny was great for the group that he served, and I was very appreciative of of what he was giving us. Um, throughout the season when we were playing. We always heard how great Nash was or saw how great Nash was as a player, but also when you get to know him as a person, you understand why he can coexist with us because we don't need somebody to come in and put their coaching philosophy on everything that we're doing and change up the wheel and, yo, you guys need to start doing this and we start running on the first day of practice. It's just like, no. (laughs) I want want somebody. I need somebody that's going to understand that I am a human being first I serve my community and where I come from first. And then basketball is something I come and do every single day because I love. And also I have the right ingredients and people around me to come in and do my job at a high level. And I know that they will hold me accountable to that level. There's no disrespect to Kenny or any other coaches I play with. It's just Steve coming in at this moment and then following up with putting together a great coaching core was going to make us more successful. So what? Kenny, he, he says he didn't get Kenny Atkinson fired and then says that uh, he you know he doesn't need someone to come in and have them running on the first day. He needs a coach who can coexist with them. He liked what Kenny did for the young players, yada, yada. 
Also, there was something he said in that pod later um, talking about he doesn't feel like they have a head coach, that Nash is going to be a head coach, that they can all coexist. And I'm just like, bro, you need to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, he was he's pretty just all and over I the like place. Hey, I like Kyrie, dude. Kyrie. I, know, I know you don't, Dr. Man. Like, I like Kyrie. I think he's I like I love watching him play, but he's getting harder and harder to defend every time he talks. I'm like, I I got nothing. Kyrie is like a televangelist preacher just <laughs> spewing minus Billy Graham spending spewing in times uber philosophical bullshit and just raking in money. Yep. By doing it. Um, just he's like, like a Joel Osteen, just like he's out here like an Instagram influencer, just saying out here grinding, working hard and just sit on the bench. Yeah. Quote I just quote injured. I, Man, I got feelings about Kyrie. <laughs> I just I can't deal with him. I I don't I don't like him. I think he's toxic for teams. I think that he is kind of a head case. I think that he is I, I'm very, very interested to see how the Nets come I don't together. See, I just don't see it working I don't, out. I don't see it either because I think that KD is also kind of a head case. kind of a head case yeah. has a chip on his shoulder like yeah. wants to be in that conversation of the greatest ever and i think that mm. uh, like i i don't I, I think that he is an elite player outside of this injury you know that he's he's working through and i think that he cares way too much about what people think and that that yeah. affects his game and it affects his business decisions and affects the decisions that he makes in the nba and I hate that for him as a former Longhorn. You know, I want to see him su- succeed. Yeah. But I just feel like that he puts so much weight on that and then he carries that all the time and that makes him more of a head case. And then he's going to go and join Kyrie who gives zero fucks about what anyone says and just wants <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah. to like live in Coachella basically. And like, <laughs> like burning man. Yeah. It's like it's like the NBA is burning man and he's just out here like tripping on acid and trying to wild the fuck out. And, you know, no one's a coach and there's and coaching is a construct, you know, it's so weird that he's so like Mr. Like bohemian kind of yeah. feel, feel good new age guy. But then also, like you said, so like toxic, <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. weird, like, dude. It's like, like if you're all Mr. Feel good, then like, why are you constantly like getting dudes fired? Yeah. Like wanting to leave. Like I was really shocked when he wanted to leave the Cavs. Like it didn't oh, yeah. make any sense to me. And yeah. I was like, not very. I was still following the NBA, but like Lakers were dog shit. And so I was just like casually like observing. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, I don't, what? Didn't they just like pull off the greatest? Yeah, we did. Like upset comeback in the finals ever against like the, the, the arguably the greatest regular and then season I believe we team. we beat them the next season um, in the playoffs. So I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, Thankfully, we got the kind of like the, I think that's kind of what ignited whatever this is. Like him winning the championship, he's like, "Oh, I can go do whatever I want now," and it's like, mm, "No, not really." He screwed over Boston, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. big time. Which I yeah, come to see. yeah, coming out in the first, <laughs> you know, part of the season and saying, "I want to retire a Celtic," and then literally like two months later, being like, "Yeah, man, fuck this, fuck this, I'm out of here." Yeah, uh, I think the problem with him is that he's a smart guy who thinks he's genius, which is dangerous. Yeah, that's yeah. very that's. <laughs> Uh, Damn, that's a good description. That's <laughs> but the other thing too is like I don't know. Like part of me is like, yeah, he's probably smart, but the things that he says is like that's really dumb. I think that he's leaning too far into his his so called genius, though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I don't know. And and 
I don't, yeah, I, I agree. Like Steve Nash, I like Steve Nash a lot too. Um, never coached before, never been head coach. And then you're coming in to deal with Kyrie Eesh. and KD. Yeah. Um, but he has a relationship with KD. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I again, he seems to be on board with everything. And he kind of said, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to need to, it's going to be a learning curve for me. So I'm glad to have those guys. And he's kind of, you know, towing the line. But I just see that going south real quick if they're not winning. I think Kyrie is a less functional version of Phil Jackson. Oh, like, yeah, because Phil Jackson's hippy dippy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I see the comparison, but I think that Phil Jackson definitely had something that Kyrie does. Phil Jackson also didn't like spout off and say stupid things. That's what I'm saying. He, he's, <laughs> yeah. Phil Jackson's the better version of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, they could tear off 55 games in the East next year um, and we'll look stupid, but I just, just right, right well, now, it looks very, it's just a lot remains to be seen. If they stay healthy, they can for sure tear Yeah, off. of course. But Kevin Durant, like, who knows? I mean, that's, that's not a, that's not an unserious injury. It's a very serious injury. I mean, there's medical things are incredible these days and people come back from crazy stuff. Uh, Kyrie, you know, we know Kyrie can be great, but is he, you know, is he going to be that mellow great where he puts up great numbers and they still lose? You know, I'm just also interested in like the team dynamic around them. Like, yeah. Kar- like Karis Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie have nasty. Been the g- they've, they're nasty and they've been the guys. Yeah. yeah. And so and Jared Allen. Yeah, I mean, I oh, I think I think Jared Allen's a young guy and can still like he's going to be molded around a team a little bit. You know, I feel yeah. like that this year he kind of came into himself and being able to play, you know, and kind of taking those minutes from DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, but I I I just the team aspect, the team, and maybe we're I'm I'm making that more valuable than it is, but I feel like the team aspect of the Nets is not there, and that yeah. is concerning. That's oh, absolutely me. concerning. I mean, look at the teams that are left. And this yeah. is the bubble where it's even harder and you yeah. have to be a team. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Heat, who have a great culture, great leadership, mm-hmm. um, and then the Lakers, who have LeBron, like the veteran player. synonymous with yeah, and a bunch leadership. of and a bunch of veteran guys, too, um, who have, all, they all know their place, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think, I mean, I look forward to watching them, man. It's going to be fun to watch KD and Kyrie play. They may um, do, like. And some more good teams in the East is, is great for the NBA because yeah. it's been a little bit of a, like, hobos fighting over a hamburger sometimes. They may put up, like, both of them combined put up eighty points a night and then lose by twenty. But they, but they have like, but they other have good, other really good players too. So I know, but I'm just saying, like with Kyrie, yeah, kind of he's culture. so ball dom- dominant. Yeah, yeah, they could be nasty, but they, they could be figured out. Yeah. Speaking of teams in the East and people, you know, wanting to move around to these different places, just like you know Kyrie and KD coming to the Nets this year, we're gonna do a little segment called "Who's Gonna Get Traded." Oh, okay. Because uh, coming into this year, so the the salary cap is not going to move a ton. They said that it may stay the same. They said Adam Silver did say it probably won't go down. So there's not going to be a ton of extra cap room. You know, there there might be a little bit, um, but there are definitely some pieces around the NBA that are on teams that may not fit their play style or definitely possibly need to be moved. So I, I have a I have a little list. If you guys have other ones, you can totally throw them in. Um, but these are some ones that we can talk about. Uh, the first one on the list is Aaron Gordon. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, Aaron Gordon in, in Orlando. He he's on a front five contract, which is super interesting because that's his agent did a bad job. <laughs> um, well, I mean, maybe his agent could foresee that his time in Orlando was was nigh, you know, and yeah. decided to do to get him paid early to figure out what that, that helps se- with the trade section market. would look at. Um, so a front five contract means that he's paid more at the beginning of the contract and less at the end, which is kind of the opposite. Usually we're, uh, most max deals are on back five contracts or larger deals. 
And so uh, his salary actually goes down. So he's making 18 next year and 16 the year after that. So that is a good contract. That's a a very good contract for a very productive player. His output is pretty nice. Uh, It went down this year because of his injuries and just because of the way the the Magic used him. I thought he was pretty underutilized. He should also be a two-time dunk champion. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, he is one of the most emphatic dunkers in the NBA. But he averaged 14-7-4. He was uh, 16-9-8 last year, which is pretty dang good yeah. for someone making you know $18 million a year. So there's some trade rumors about him. What do you guys think about that? You think he's going to stay on the on the Magic? You think he's going to move somewhere? I think what? it depends on what the Magic want to do. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, are they in the, what are they doing? They're in like I mean, they have full-blown. Mo, they have Mo Bamba. They got Evan Fournier. Uh, they've got oh. – Vucicic, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's their best player. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so salary wise, next year they're on, they're in for 122 mil, which is Golly. a lot. Wow. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I mean, they're they're losing DJ Augustine. They have a lot of guys on mid level deals, which is hard. Um, so they're 17 losing million to Fournier. That's tough. Yeah, Yeesh. so they're they're paying. Uh, so Vucic is on his max deal, and man, props to the Magic just negotiating all these front five contracts because Vujicic is on a max deal, but he's on a front five max. And so interesting. He's, he made 28 this year and 26 next year. Um, Aaron Gordon, again, making 18 next year. Evan Fournier is on a player option next year, making 17. He's probably going to pick that up. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to pay him 17 million. Uh, Terrence Ross on a 13. Also a front five. What is the, what are the Orlando, <laughs> the Orlando Guys, Magic uncovered a conspiracy. The Orlando here. Magic are out here, they're out here playing chess, not checkers for sure. Well, I think also too. I think knowing that they probably just weren't that good, trying to like pay these guys so they would stay, so they could somewhat compete. Say, hey, we'll give you more money up front. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's a really, it's a really right smart here. deal. It's just not always a smart deal. For, and it's in Florida, so there's no income tax. Uh, yeah, it's it's just not or a less s- income tax because they play other places too. Yeah, it's it's not a smart deal for players usually, and agents normally don't go for those, but. Props to Orlando, man. That's awesome. Uh, so, Ter- yeah, Terrence Ross goes up and then back down. Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's a really that's a, that's a middle five Was it contract. Extension? Uh, middle. Yeah, it's a middle five, and so he his peak is basically in the middle of his five year contract, and so he's making thirteen five next year. Markel Fultz with twelve to uh, Alfaruk Aminu with nine million next year. Jonathan Isaac with seven. Mo Bamba with five. I'll uh, tell you, Fultz was a good pickup for them because he played much better. Oh he yeah, he did. He did. He kind of escaped his kind of head case ness. Yeah, for sure. And and it's interesting. I mean, so they don't have Gary Clark. They're probably going to, honestly, they're probably going to lock him up. He's a former Rocket. Uh, love to see him being successful somewhere. Uh, he's on a he's on a minimum. And you hate to see it. Being- he, and he played, well, he played pretty well for them. And so I, I have a feeling that they're probably going to try and lock him up again next year. And so that would put them at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, if they lock up Gary Clark, 12 players. So they still have three players to go with $122 million on the books, not including Gary Clark. So What's the salary cap? Uh, 109. And, okay. uh, so next year, it, that Silver has talked about it being somewhere between a, around 111 to 115. So okay, um, they're going to be over the salary cap. They might still have some some stuff to move around. That Vujicic deal, man, is is pretty hefty. I feel like they've tried to move, or Fournier. I feel like they've tried to move Fournier. The, the hard thing is, is he makes I, too much money. Yeah, yeah. The the hard thing is is I feel like they the just they it's hard to pay a power forward and a center that much money. I mean, yeah. like having forty million wrapped up in a power forward in the center. Yeah, uh, that plays sort of similar now. Like Vujicic is definitely more of an offensive rebound guy and stuff like that. 
you know, Aaron just Gordon. Offensive score. Offensive score, but Aaron Gordon can kind of get out in the on the break a little bit. But they both are, kind you know, stretch four yeah. to fives. And so it's just interesting that they have that much money wrapped up in those two players. So I think Aaron Gordon's gonna move somewhere. Um there's I talk think it would probably depend on if they're what they're trying to get. If they're trying to get something a little more valuable, then Vucic is probably the trade piece that they want to use. Possibly, yeah. But if they're trying to get someone like just Good or like a couple pieces that are good, but kind of on a lower salary than Gordon is probably what they're probably in trade. Yeah, there's talk of a uh, a second rounder and Eric Gordon for Aaron Gordon. Um, oh, the Rockets. Yeah, for the Rockets, and so I'd be okay I, with that. I wouldn't hate that. He would he because would, I hate Eric Gordon now. He would maybe fit into the system. Uh, I mean, I love EG and what he's done for the Rockets. So I'm I'm not this gonna slander playoffs. Him, but, he has not showed up as much yeah. as he should have. As much as he's getting paid. Yeah. So all right, my next guy on here is our friend Victor Oladipo. <laughs> oh, um, Oladipo has come out in the media and he has said that he wants out of Indiana, and so. That's unfortunate. You hate to see when your star says that they want out of here. I mean, he it's Indiana. Is, he is on a really good contract, guys. So he's in next year. He's going to be in the last year of his deal. He's making twenty one million, which is less than what a max deal would be. Okay. Um, and still twenty one million for Oladipo. That's that's pretty, dirt cheap. Pretty dang good. He's in, and being in the last year of his deal, that's a huge trade piece. So yeah, I mean, honestly, they, they need to trade him. Yeah. So honestly, like I don't know where he goes. I don't know who can who has Kings the, maybe you know. Yeah, I mean, the Kings might be able to pick him up. Like, one of these teams with a lot of cap room might be able to pick him up. But the Pacers could definitely, like, leverage him for something like OKC last year yeah, and just bank hell the draft picks. Because, I mean, they got Brogdon locked up until 22-23. Same thing with Miles Turner. Um, and so they got, you know, two young guys they can kind of build around. If they can get a lot of, you know, trades. I mean, a, a lot of... Uh, Draft, yeah, yeah, just draft picks and stuff like that. They might be able to build something. So the, Sabonis is locked up through 23-24. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty three, twenty four. So I mean, with Malcolm Brockton, Miles Turner, and Don Donis Sabonis, if they can get some like high value draft pieces and maybe even something in return for Victor Oladipo, TJ yeah. Warren too. Yeah, TJ Warren is locked up for well, two years. Bubble TJ Warren. Yeah, we'll find out. But, yeah, but Jeremy yeah. Lamb is locked up for two years. You know, and so I mean, they they. They look pretty good. They're sitting you know? pretty. Yeah, they're going to be under the salary cap if they can get rid of Oladipo's salary next year. And so the thing I'm most curious about is the Warriors' number two pick because the reports are saying that they're going to trade it. I don't know if they could make a three. Like, a, I guess it would have to be a three team trade between Indiana. Yeah, they just can't take on any more salary. Yeah. They have so yeah. much salary. Um, What's the hard cap? Uh, I mean, there's not a hard cap for them because they're not on a sign and trade or anything. Um, but so they're, they're very far in the luxury tax. Yeah. I would have to say um, they're like 50 million, right? Yeah. They're very, very, very far in the luxury tax, and which is $3 billion. Yeah. yeah. Which historically they've said that they're willing to pay the luxury tax, but also if they don't have any ticket revenue, then they're not more than likely yeah. willing to pay the luxury tax. So and means, yeah. Yeah. And, and also like, I just don't see how they can package it. So if you, if you guys don't know this, so. When in when a trade comes in, if a team is over the salary cap, if a if a player is coming into that team, that that team has to be able to send out uh, up to five percent less salary. So that's a kind of weird way to say it, but let's say that someone is coming in with a ten million dollars salary, right? So that means that uh, they have to send out at, at minimum nine point five million dollars in salary. 
to another team. Okay. So that would mean for them to take on $21 million, right? Yeah. They would have to send out Draymond Green 18 and a half basically a year. Um, and so I don't know if they have that. And yeah, they're they're going to be at 148 next year. Oh, yeah. So and, and also like I don't know if Oladipo fits because they have Steph Curry, they yeah, have Clay Thompson, no, they have Andrew Wiggins. No, it doesn't. Like, well, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying it would probably be for that to happen. I would assume it'd be a three way trade with some other team. Yeah, yeah. Oladipo would definitely have to land somewhere else and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I just think but it's a get the second overall pick and then. Yeah, that would be very th- valuable to them. I think it's a super interesting trade piece, man. I think the Knicks could definitely throw some money at him and just offer him a hella big extension. Oh god! Um, and then, but I mean that that sets up, you know, but like who the, do they trade? But the Knicks have hella draft picks. They have a lot of guys that are on one year deals, right? They also have James so, Dolan, so <laughs> so they could rent some guys, right? Oh, uh, Indiana could rent some guys for a year, basically, yeah. and just you know let their contracts pay out, or just try and you know wave and who stretch them or for, just like, pay them. Out. Because I doubt they would part with Knox. I mean, they would probably move Julius Randle. They would probably move Dennis Smith Jr. But Randle plays the same position as Sabonis. Uh, yeah, but, but a year. But, but just for yeah, a year. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's expiring. Sense. They'll pay him $11 million for a year. I guess if you get draft picks in return, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they can move Dennis Smith Jr. and uh, and Julius Randle and a hell of a lot of draft picks and stuff, then I think it's a good play for both yeah. teams, you know. Um, and then they can find a way to maybe waive Julius Randle, like figure out a or buyout, buyout yeah. figure out a buyout, and then they're just slightly over the salary cap. So, um, so yeah, so that's Oladipo. Um, I'm just like over here guffawing at the Warriors' salary <laughs> table. Yeah, it's they're paying 160 the year after next. Holy moly! And it's nothing comes off like it's four dudes. That's it's a, yeah, Curry four. makes 45, Clay Thompson makes 38, Wiggins, Wiggins makes 31 and a half, and, and Draymond. Draymond makes 24. When does Draymond's deal end? 2024. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets paid 27 million that year. Yeah, man. They have 158 Yikes. on in 2021. That's a player option, which he will 1000% pay. I up. will say props to you, Draymond, for constructing that deal because by the time that deal ends, he will not be worth it. That them. might be the worst contract in the NBA when yeah. it's. Oh, yeah, when absolutely. He gets to it. Hey, man, get your money. You know? yeah. Hey, no, hey. no, no animosity here, man. You know, he earned it. Yeah. Um, all right. Thankfully, uh, I'm not a Warriors fan. I've got a couple so. of other ones, but we're gonna we're gonna go over time a little bit. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm, we're gonna end on this one. Okay. Buddy healed. So yeah. Buddy yeah. has said that he wants out of Sacramento. I love me my Sacramento baby kings. They're what? <laughs> since when? I, I checked the tape on this one. I, I have, never literally I have, never heard. I think this he might before. have said it. No, I actually do love the Kings uh, just because I had a lot of them on my fantasy team. I It just it so happened that yeah, way. Apparently, he's a Chris Webber fan. I, I, and I did have a Chris Webber poster on my... They got hella cap space. Yeah, I uh, I did have a Chris Webber on poster on my wall when I was a kid. Loved it from Sports Illustrated for Kids. It was my favorite poster. Which, shame on you, Chris Webber, for not taking part in the Fab Five 30 for 30. Hey, shame hey, on you. Hey, I mean, it happens. But yeah, they got hella cap space. They're on for $96 million next year, which is... Pretty bananas, and if they can get rid of Buddy Hill, because he they is going to have to pay him his deal. <laughs> he is on yeah. a big boy extension. He just big got ex- boy. he just got extended. He's also front loaded. Yeah, he's he's front loaded. He's on a front five. Um, Vlade decided to extend him. He's on a four year, ninety million dollar extension. Um, and for some reason, he fell out of favor with Luke Walton, so he just hasn't played much lately. Which I, is dumb. That's, Luke and, Walton's a dumbass. This is yeah, what he does. He does but, the same thing to Julius Randle. And and I, I have a hard time. I'm bouncing back and forth because sometimes I think that Buddy Heald is very good, and sometimes I think that he is Gorgie Dang. 
and he is just overpaid <laughs> on a team that needed a player in a big spending year, and he just somehow got an, a max extension. Maybe. And it may not end up well. And I don't know. I feel like that he's kind of in this, like, he's in the upside down right now of trying to figure out if he's actually a good player or I not. I feel like he'd lean more towards because he's a good player than not a good player. Yeah, I think that he's definitely a better player overall than Gorgie Ding. But um, well, I think most of the players are. Yeah, but I think that that I think that this is going to be a really telling year for him. I think that Sacramento, honestly, if he's not happy and he's not one to play there, then he's a great trade piece. Yeah, you know, yeah. it sucks that he's on a max deal, but hell, they won't have to pay him a max deal. You know, um, and so I think that he is a a, a sought after trade piece for somebody at least. So, um, really interested to see where he goes, uh, Dylan. I don't know if you have any. Uh, ideas on where he might end up and where he might land but no uh yeah it's tough because i don't i don't know who has the room because yeah he'll be getting 24 and a half next year um and there's just not a lot of teams i think so many teams are maybe the biting their flexibility for the year after next which is a much better free agent year so like the lakers for example um will have a max slot again after next year yeah because they have a bunch of guys coming off the books and i think there's a lot of teams that are waiting for that uh that free agent class so i don't know i mean yeah I Maybe mean, the magic try to do a deal, Gordon for healed. I mean that definitely might work, but although they do have Marvin Bagley and Harry Giles, and so oh, those are true. those are young Never guys mind. that they're trying to develop. But also, who knows if they're gonna stay on after next year because a lot of those guys are coming off. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is coming yeah. off. De'Aaron you know, Fox uh, is a baller. Richwan Holmes, who's on a really low deal, who like honestly, if he plays plays this year like he did last year, he's gonna get paid. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna be able to extend those guys and. And honestly, I think that the usual suspects are going to come up as guys the that Hawks. can pay him. The Hawks, the Knicks, um, even, I mean, Memphis is going to have some cap room next year. Charlotte's going to have some cap room next year. I think the usual suspects, and he may end up going to one of those and, you know, just trying to be the guy, and we'll see if it works out, and, you know, who knows I mean, if he's does. He's not the guy, but, though. He's, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a piece, yeah. a piece, for sure. I feel like the, the Grizzlies will be a very attractive landing spot because they're – they're pretty set until a couple of years from now, right? Um, yeah, I mean they're they're looking okay, but the the problem is is I don't know if he would play well against John Morant. No, um, I'm I'm saying not necessarily him. I'm, in particular, I'm just saying in general, for some free agents, I think Memphis will be a good landing spot because they don't have actually a ton of room next year. Oh, really? The year after they do. Okay. Yeah, they're still well. They're still paying. <laughs> speak of the devil, Gorgie, I dang. They are, yeah. I'm, uh, telling, I'm telling you, everyone in the league is paying Gorgie Dang still. Yeah. Hey, that's the way to do it, bro. So he's, yeah, he's still he's on the books for 17 next year, uh, and the year after they they have a lot of space because they won't have very many guys on, and they actually have a bunch of a uh, bunch of team options too. They're like so they could, yeah, Justice Winslow and uh, Jaw they'll pick up his, of course, but Jaren, oh, Jaren Jackson, Brandon Clark, Brandon Clark, oh, yeah. love to see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, they, they have flexibility in, in two years. Just again, like I was saying, but next year they're a little they're over the cap already. So. Yeah, but but also that Gorgie Ding piece is they really could stretch and wave it they could stretch and wave it but also like because he's on an expiring deal uh moving him to a team like sacramento with a ton of cap room for buddy healed and hella draft picks uh is something that actually might be super valuable for them so that that i never even thought about that but that might be an interesting trade i don't really like the dynamic of jaw and buddy healed i don't think that that really vibes very very well Um, well buddy Healed's kind of just a three-point shooter at this point yeah yeah for sure i feel like he came in the league more as like a point guard role and stuff like that but i think he's definitely shifted to more of that two guard i thought he came into Uh, the league as more of a shooting guard uh, I think that he played more of a point guard role in college, but don't hold me to that. I maybe I, I think very, he was. A, I think he was a two guard. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I think that 
uh, I think that, that that's a super interesting trade. I didn't even think about that. I didn't find it. So um, you're prop, welcome. Yeah. Props to Dylan and Crawford just pulling stuff out of the hat. Research. So, that's right. Yeah. No research. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't right. do any either. I yeah. We, I, I spend way too much time looking at, at NBA contracts and figuring all these things out. So <laughs> if you guys have any really good trades or things that you think would be super interesting, we had a couple of guys that were not. We're or not how to get, get to. Dutch man as the GM for the Rockets. Oh man, I that Replace is Daryl Morey. That's my dream job. Replace um, Mister Bleep Bloop on his calculator. Yeah, bleep, for bloop, sure. Blah, bloop, bloop. Yeah, man, I'd be running some advanced, very advanced <laughs> statistics. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, we'll wrap that up for who's going to get traded. So it's a fun little segment just to see who's going to move around the NBA this year. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's go around and do plugs. We're uh, we're running a little long, but also who cares? Because it's not like we're have to answer to anybody. That's yeah. right. That's um, right. My Crud. mom's not telling me when to go to bed. <laughs> no. You parents. are going to kick us out when this is over, though. So you know. That's true. <laughs> uh, Cry Daddy, what are you watching, reading, listening to? Uh, nothing really. But I have one plug. Yeah. It is ADHD Awareness Month as well as Cancer Awareness Month, and I need y'all to know that I have ADHD. So Crawdaddy has said this to us three times in the last like week, and yep. we have told him multiple times that we are painfully aware <laughs> of his age. Something is wrong here. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Charles second very much. Dead giveaway. Yeah, you, you don't have to tell us that. Oh, no, I'm not we telling y'all. I'm telling our listeners. Okay? Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Fair. Um, Fair. Is there a thing where you are stuck on one, your attention is stuck on one thing? Like LeBron James, because that might be a disorder you have also. That's, that's probably it. That's probably attention one. surplus LeBron <laughs> disorder. I'm not. I'm not getting a PhD in that, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak to that. But um, I will transition over to my plugs unless you have any yeah. more. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, I have been watching the new Amazon show Utopia. Oh, is that um, good? It's very, very good. Yeah, I've okay. been. I'm all caught up on uh, on Raised by Wolves and Lovecraft Country. They're still coming out as they go. Um, been watching some Ted Lasso. That's also super good. Um, Freaking Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus. Plus. Yeah, it's it, and it, if you have banks not having Roku. That's, yeah, if you if you if you don't have Apple TV Plus, I only had it free for a year, and so I honestly I paid five dollars this month so I could finish watching Ted Lasso. It's that good. So yeah, it's definitely worth the five bucks. There's also a couple other random things that are worth it on uh, Apple TV Plus if you want to look at that, but. Lately, I've been watching Utopia on Amazon. It's super good. I keep running into these shows that are like still coming out. And so I only have one episode a week to watch. And so it sounds like I'm watching a million things and <laughs> only watching TV during the day. But I promise I have a real job, guys. Um, well, but yeah, Utopia on Amazon. It's incredible. Um, it's got some really great acting, really cool storyline. Really, Is that more really of a comedy there. or a drama? No, it's definitely more of like a drama, okay. like a dystopian drama. And so... Um, yeah, some great acting. Some it's uh, it's been really fun to watch. So you guys should check it out. Uh, yeah, I haven't been doing much watching of anything. Um, I will say I did discover uh, the other day that Hulu has a shuffle option. Oh, so like if you want to watch like you know some random show, things so you've seen a million times, like The Office, or I don't think The Office is on Hulu, but Seinfeld or something you've seen ten thousand times, like I have. There's a shuffle option now. Interesting. Which is a game changer. Interesting. Because I just hit shuffle on that bitch and watched like it was just bouncing around while I was like doing stuff, you know, around the huh. house. And uh, I'm a big fan of that. I've been asking for that for a while. <laughs> that would uh, that would explain the random Seinfeld picture that you sent us this morning. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I had it on in the background while I was working. And uh, I have, I played we uh, Seinfeld trivia with um, my wife's um, brother and, and his wife one time. 
And I warned them, this is going to get ugly. Like, I am going <laughs> to you destroy you guys. And they're like, oh, we watched a lot too. And I was like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> uh, and I obliterated them. And it wasn't even fun or funny. I don't think anybody else. But yeah, I, uh, I've i seen Seinfeld a million times. And uh, there's a lot of other shows that I've seen. But sometimes you just want to like jump into like, you can put something on, whatever. You just want to jump yeah. into it. And yeah. you don't want to have to like go to the beginning. Because sometimes the beginning of shows are shitty. Yeah, like yeah. Parks and Rec. Like Seinfeld, one. Parks and Rec, Office too. A lot of times yeah. the first season's, uh, you got to find your footing. So anyway, yeah. I think that's a hella cool feature. And uh, yeah. Oh, I did start Rick and Morty. <laughs> we have been trying to get Crowdaddy to watch Rick and Morty for a long time. Oh, man. And HBO so. Max needs to come to Roku so I can watch HBO Max. But Why don't you just get with the program and get literally any other way to stream stuff? I know. <laughs> <laughs> ADHD awareness month. I'm probably going <laughs> to drop cable and get YouTube TV. Yeah, you're the lone man in the in the country who has and then cable. I'll probably just get an Apple TV. Yeah, but. everyone's using your cable login for everything. In the <laughs> That's world. also true. Yeah, so... Well, yeah, that's uh. We'll what come great- next week, we might have an NBA champion on our hands, <gasps> but not to jinx it, but yeah, hopefully, you know, who knows? Who knows? LeBron we'll, James is final MVP. Yeah, next week we may have an NBA, or champion. we might be previewing a game seven, in which case, fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. That's really funny. <laughs> Wait, what day would that be on? I think it's on Tuesday. It's they, a, it would be on Tuesday. They play Thursday or. Uh, Monday, play, Wednesday, Friday. They play tomorrow, then they take a two day break. Yeah, uh, and they play Friday. And then they would potentially play Sunday and, and Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah. So uh, we might be previewing a game seven, you <sighs> know, God, for the mental <laughs> health of this podcast. I, let's hope that we are not. Um, <sighs> but yeah, God. we'll have an, we'll have another little crawdaddy loves LeBron segment <gasps> next LeBron. week. We'll be able to run some advanced statistics on some of that. So really excited for all the things that we have in store for this podcast. Um, if you guys are listening and you have any other plugs or anything like that, you want to send us, send it our way. Um, we're really excited for what the NBA is going to be doing in the next few weeks and this finals preview, and we will see you guys next week. Okay, everybody. That's how his dog likes to eat bodily fluids. <laughs> Wait, what? When he told us how his dog likes to likes all, any He's all very bodily fluids. Oh God, yes, I uh, yeah, that was. Gross. I could have gone every day of my. You're life welcome. Without knowing, that was like hey. the time he tried to explain to us what the G spot was, and we were like, "God damn it!" We were both buried, man. Oh, whatever. I don't think I remember that. I don't remember that either. Oh. I'm fine with it though. It's probably it's probably true. Yeah.